Hello, and welcome to the 46th episode of Till Death Do Us Part. I'm Daniel. And I'm Melissa. What's happening? Not much. 47. 46. I just said 46. Crap. Can I start over? <laughs> no, keep going. Uh, no, baby, we're on 46. All right. Don't 46. get ahead of yourself. I can't count. You're always getting ahead of yourself. I don't remember what I did yesterday, much less what we did a week ago. I know. You really don't. No. All right. Well, let's just uh, jump on into this, shall we? Let's jump in. All right. This is a shout out to one of our 11 listeners. And this is from G Nags. I actually know this person. This is actually a friend of mine. Yes. Who does not like true crime. But nice. let me read her review. She surprised right. me with a review. Literally. And it's t- <laughs> it's titled Killer Podcast! Exclamation point. There's so much to love. Daniel and Melissa's banter is so entertaining. I love their sarcasm and dry humor. It's ideal for a true crime podcast. I'm new to the true crime scene, and I appreciate how they draw out and explain each case. The cases they review are so interesting and are always new to me. They present many sides and opinions and sometimes uncover a bit of mystery. Each show sticks with me, and I find myself thinking and talking about the shows days after. I've told several of my friends about the podcast, and they are hooked, too. Checks in the mail. We appreciate it. (laughs) I know where you live. I will drop off... (laughs) I will drop it off. Yes. Thank oh. you. Thank you so much for the review. And I'm so proud of you that you stepped out of your box and started listening to true crime because I knew that it would fascinate you because I know how your brain works. I'm stepping way out of my box talking to you for an hour straight, give or take, once a week. You talk to me all the time. I know, but this is like, this is something tough. <laughs> It is. <laughs> okay. Oh, and uh, what DJ, who is a happy listener, said that he is number 12, that we ca- we have oh. to stop saying 11, that we have to start saying 12. Well, you yes, know. he insisted that he started after we said 11, therefore there's 12. That there's 12. So I but said, But 11 we'll, just we'll kind of rolls off the tongue. Okay. But, you know, we lose people, we gain people. So I think a good amount is 11. Okay, DJ, you're number 12. (laughs) Okay, DJ. (laughs) All right, Daniel, you got some factoids for me? I got something that should make people uncomfortable. Yay. People like to be uncomfortable. Oh, gosh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Do they really? They do, especially our 11 listeners. You like to be uncomfortable, right? I do. I I love that feeling of being uncomfortable and then adding to it with my... um, Um, Bitchy? (laughs) 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 No, with my personality. What kind of personality am I? Am am I? Am you? You? I'm, I'm an annoying personality. You're annoying? God, I just lost the joke. It was Sorry. in my head. I lost the joke. It's gone forever. Oh, my God. Anyways, uncomfortable. I like to add to the uncomfortableness that is awkward conversations. All right. Well, then. There we go. With that being said, let's talk about vasectomies. <laughs> Yours? 
<laughs> Were you going to talk about yours? Shh, don't tell people that. Are you going to tell your horror story of a vasectomy? It wasn't that bad. <sighs> Man, it was awful. It was horrible. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So did you know that one out of a thousand vasectomies end up in a pregnancy? <laughs> I didn't know it was actually that much. It's, it's not. It's only one out of a thousand, but I didn't realize even that many would result in the pregnancy. Okay. Does that mean that the vasectomy didn't work? Or does that mean that the wife is humping someone else? Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. No, no. Pregnant by the dude who got snipped. Okay. Yeah. All right. He- okay. Here's a good question. All right. If I, God forbid, got pregnant and you've had a vasectomy, yeah, would you think that I was cheating on you? Probably. <gasps> For real? Well, there's always the first thought. Well, That's an option. All right. I'm not showing this body to anybody else. Oh, well, that's nice. No, I mean, you you are legally required to look at this right. on a regular basis. No one else is legally required. Not in the state of California. Right. So. That's true. I'm not going to show this mess to anybody else. So just oh. so you know. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's a turn on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Let's so go. Doctors let's go. recommend at least three months of contraception. Ugh. Which they equate to 20 ejaculations (laughs) to clear out the sperm wait wait yes did you catch that yes okay okay keep going sorry there's a lot going on there there. is there's a lot going on my head all right three months equals 20 okay so if you do the math is that the average amount that people i don't know okay that's what they say so it's gonna take the average person three months to hit it 20 times i think that's ballpark okay all right. Um, give or take. Right? <laughs> give or take. Okay. Um, usually the pregnancy after the vasectomy is due to not waiting long enough after the procedure and not following up with an analysis appointment. <laughs> I don't know what an analysis appointment is because, because I've never you been. Didn't go. <laughs> and most people that you ask haven't gone yeah you canceled that appointment i never made it well it was because of the trauma of your actual vasectomy you did not want to go back in and have that done no it's weird because you're supposed to bring a sample to them (laughs) that's less than 20 minutes old oh so you're in your car and everyone knows what you're doing and you're walking up yeah you're out in the car in the parking lot no you're not oh what if the doctor's office is 30 minutes away exactly so what are you supposed to do you have to do it on the way in your car. Absolutely you do. Hopefully you're the passenger. Hopefully you have tinted windows. Oh, gross. Gosh. Um, this will make you uncomfortable. Okay. Most often the surgery fails because this is the uh, official term. It's called a vas deferens. That's the tubes. Okay. I don't know what so they're called. Okay. Uh, they grow back together. What? Yep. It, sometimes it takes years. Oh my, oh, I'm sweating a little bit. This is called a recanalization, like a oh. canal. Oh, I'm I'm starting to have a little panic attack Their a little bit. Their tube-like cells begin to grow from the cut ends of the vas deferens until they create a new connection. 
Oh my god! So it's very possible that while as we sit here, my tubes are growing back together. No. <laughs> I think you need to reschedule. In other words, any day now. <laughs> reschedule that appointment. Any day now, we could hear the pitter-patter of new feet. No. <clears throat> no, I can't. I, uh, I can't. That's for the young 7 people. 7% of men who have had a vasectomy change their mind and get a reversal. Wow. That's more intense, isn't it? It is, and it, doctors advise me that they will not cover that. You have to pay out of pocket. You called the doctor? No. When you're getting the vasectomy, oh. they say, oh, by the way, if you change your mind, we ain't covering it. You got to pay for it <laughs> on your own. That's not under your normal medical I coverage. wonder how much it is. I don't know. Thousands. I don't know. I think if you get a buddy, they'll give you like a, a Two buy, for one. buy one, get one half off. Okay. Or something like that. I don't know. Right. I would. I mean, yeah. I, I was a urologist. Okay. Incidentally, the urologist that uh, performed mine uh-huh. um, was 17. <laughs> he did look 17. He did. I don't <laughs> think he had. He could not grow facial hair. <laughs> he Poor was. Guy. It's like, <laughs> should looked, I do this? He looked very young. You look, I thought you it was his first time. How do you medical school by 17 is what I want to know. Right. He's like Doogie Hauser. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. For those Generation Xers who are laughing right now, he looked like Doogie Hauser. He did. Mm-hmm. They say, officially, this was the research. They say a quarter of dudes never go back to get the sample tested. Yeah. But that's of the group they asked. So I bet even those were lying. And then they say half don't even get a second because you're supposed to get two. Wow. So I didn't even do the first one, much less second one. Oh God, I'm I am I'm a little hot. Yeah. Not hot and bothered. I'm like hot, anxious. Yep. I think I'm going to schedule an appointment. Go to, have that looked at. <laughs> to go to have them look at it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My wife sent me here to have you look at it. Yeah. It's only been ten years Sir, since your um, last since your appointment. Yeah. Yeah, it's been ten years. See. See, nothing's happened yet, so maybe we're okay. That's probably fine. I'm sure it's fine. It happens, it's meant to be, right? No. You know know what I would call it if it did happen? What? Call it semen first class. (laughs) Just saying. Oh, my gosh. Oh, you guys would have to, we would have to do this podcast from a loony bin. Oh, my gosh. Could you imagine with the baby crying in the background? No. No. Talking about people killing each other. Oh, God. Everything in me just dried up. Completely (laughs) shriveled up. (laughs) Oh, well, thank you again for a very uncomfortable conversation. Yeah. (laughs) Daniel. Yes. Are you ready for my case? Lay it all over me. All right. This is the case of Adam and Rose Chase. Cool. Mm-hmm. On December 12th, 2012, in the small and rural town of Stanley in upstate New York, a local child care provider had received a phone call from a local private investigator named Rodney G. Miller. He had a favor to ask her. Rodney needed her to help him catch a local woman by the name of Rose Chase off guard. He needed Rose to think that there had been a break in her husband's missing persons case. Oh. The sitter agreed to help. She had a feeling that Rose was somehow involved in her husband's disappearance. 
When 31-year-old Rose came rushing in the childcare facility a few minutes late to pick up her five-year-old son, she was already apologizing for running behind. The sitter told her not to worry about it, that she assumed Rose had been held up while talking to investigators. Rose was confused. Why would she have been talking to investigators? The sitter answered, Because I heard there had been a break in the case. Rose's face completely drained of color, and she began saying, Oh, poo. Oh, poo. I gotta get home. (laughs) Did you chose poo? It was really the bad word, but I didn't want to say it. I know. I know. I probably ruined it. Yeah, but I chose poo. If we say it, too, people will immediately... Yeah, they're like, it's explicit. How dare you say that word? How dare you call yourself a clean podcast? All right. Clean-ish. Clean-ish. Yeah, yeah. PG-13. As Rose hurried to her car, the daycare provider called the private investigator, Rodney Miller, and told him what had transpired. Rodney rushed over to Rose's home, and as he was walking up to the front porch, Rose was walking out the front door to meet him. Rodney told Rose that he had gathered enough evidence to get an indictment against her and charge Rose with the first-degree murder of her husband. Rose sat on the front step and put her face in her hands and began rocking back and forth. In a calm and collected voice, Rodney asked Rose, Where's Adam buried? Rose looked up and answered, I didn't bury him. I burned him. Oh, gosh. Rodney Miller contacted the local authorities and told them that Rose Chase had just confirmed that she knew where her husband of 11 years was. But unfortunately, 32-year-old Adam Chase would not be found alive. Nope. Nope. Sad. Really sad. You ready to meet Adam? Yes. All right. Adam Chase was born in 1980 to parents Sylvia and Lyndon Chase in Ontario County, New York. Adam grew up in a very loving home surrounded by two adoring sisters. Adam was very handsome and very popular. He made friends easily and was well-liked. Just an all-around good guy. Adam was super quirky, though. He loved the Renaissance, and one of his favorite things to do was attend Renaissance fairs and carry a big sword. That's what I want to do when I grow up. It is. Mm -hmm. Do you know what's great about Renaissance fairs? What's that? The outfits the women wear. With their boobies hanging out? Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah, and then the really bad burns on their cleavage by day three. Because they're usually in the middle of summer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know how many third degree burns I've seen on the top of titties. Yeah, you don't at Renaissance Fairs. Burned boobies. No, no. It's called SPF one hundred. Yeah. What's that called? Sunscreen. There we go. Sunscreen. Something. But that's cool. He gets a big sword. Yeah. He was a big a cool sword. guy. That's what, I, that's what we need. It's a big sword mounted up over our fireplace. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Adam also loved computer games and would spend many hours a day in his virtual world. I'm kind of assuming that he played World of Warcraft. Later. that That's later. Back then it was Dungeons and Dragons. Not on the computer. Yeah. You could play Dungeons and Dragons okay, on the computer. He's only a year younger than me. I know, but I'm and saying you. in high school wasn't WoW a big deal when we were in high school? Um, 
Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, so I'm assuming that that's what he played. Okay. Right? assumption. I mean, because... Yeah, D&D was earlier than that. Yeah. And then it came... Yeah, that's true. World yeah. of Warcraft. All the quirky kids played World of Warcraft. I, you couldn't tie me down and make me play any of those games. No, no. Sorry. I'm just... And uh, the funny thing is that Daniel's brothers really like to play video games. Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> or computer Completely games. I can't. And Daniel's the middle child and was completely the opposite of his brothers. It's kind of funny. It would, it's like nails on a chalkboard. Yeah. Around 1994, Adam met a new girl in town, Rose Mooney, who was one grade below him. Rose had moved to Stanley in her seventh grade year. Rose had always been kind of an outcast growing up. She had been diagnosed with dyslexia, and back then, any kid who had to leave general education classes during the school day were made fun of and thought of as stupid, oh, which is yeah. 100% untrue. Right. So I can, I can kind of feel, I can feel her pain. Like, yeah. it just, it's just so sad. Back then, kids didn't know. Then their parents probably made it worse, you know? That's a whole other discussion that kids get it from their parents. They do. Parents make fun of stuff and kids yep. pick up on it. Mm-hmm. That's why you can't give them anything. No, no. Just a bed, just a mattress. That's it. Not yeah. even a door. Yeah. <laughs> we'll give them a door, no hinges. So there you go. Just carry it and lean it there. Yeah. So even though that was 100% untrue, oh, she sucks. was not stupid yeah. at all. No. It really affected her. Yeah. It was really sad. She, she wrote backwards. No. Things were switched when right. she was reading. Yeah. Our kid has dyscalculia, which is actually a dyslexia of math, but now kids don't really care. No. No. They're like, okay. They just think you're bad at math like everyone else. Yeah. I mean, he's not going to be like a mathematician. Nope. Not going to be a math teacher. Could be. You don't have to be good at math to teach math. (laughs) Shoot. You got curriculum and calculators. Oh, you got phones You don't even need calculators. You have a phone. Yeah. Google. So Rose became a loner and preferred to hang out with her animals instead, hoping one day to turn her love of animals into her career in veterinary medicine. There it is. Even though Rose was shy and withdrawn, the popular Adam began talking to Rose and soon discovered that they liked the same things. Science fiction to be exact. See? A beautiful and platonic friendship ensued for many years. With Adam's friendship and acceptance, Rose began to bloom. She would often change the color of her hair and wear attire that she liked, not caring what anybody else thought, which I love. Yeah. I love when kids dress weird and want to do their hair different and just kind of be outside of the group. I just think that's so cool. So you could say Rose and Adam's relationship budded and then bloomed? Yes. Her name's Rose. Never mind. Yes. That was a good one. That was good. Yeah, but it, it didn't it didn't flow right. Huh? Well, I'll keep working on it. Okay, keep working on it. All right. A few years into high school, Adam and Rose's friendship began to change. They began to look at each other as something other than friends. Their friendship gradually turned into a relationship. Benefits. <laughs> no, just a relationship. Oh, okay. But now you can say your line. Oh, see, but now I already spoiled it. Just say it again. I forgot what I said. Something about their relationship turning from a bud to Oh, a yeah. So in the beginning, Rose and Adam's friendship began to bud, and then Rose bloomed, and now 
It's friends with benefits. <laughs> okay. Okay. Sorry. Good job. Let me cut that out. <laughs> In Adam's senior year, he dropped out of high school. It was something about uh, PE credits. What? Yeah, he needed his PE credits and didn't want to do it, so he dropped out of high school. Isn't that the easiest credit to get? Well, yeah. And remember, they used to tell us if you don't if you don't pass PE, you're not going to graduate. That was a bunch of bull. You could graduate without having PE. Evidently, because no one's physically fit anymore. No. I guess not in New, maybe not in New York, but in California, they would always throw that out at us. And we're like, uh, no, come on. We reread the, reread the bylaws. Now you can graduate with a morbid obesity exclusion. <laughs> Jeez. What? Ah, uh, you're funny. Okay. Well, Adam did get his GED though. Oh, okay. Good yeah. for him. Mm-hmm. Adam did encourage Rose to drop out of high school as well. But her mom put a stop to that real quick and told the couple that if Rose finished high school, she would let them move in together as soon as Rose graduated. What? Yep. I, that was that was the deal. Wow. <laughs> Stay in school and then you can live in sin. Mm-hmm. All yeah. right. Cool. Whatever How... you got to do to keep your kid in school. <laughs> would they move in together in her house? I don't know. That was just the deal. Huh. Yep. All right. So Rose stayed in school and graduated. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. In June of 2001, 20-year-old Adam and 19-year-old Rose were married. Wow. The couple lived with Adam's parents while they saved money to get a place of their own. Rose got a job at Crossman Corporation on the assembly line. I believe that Crossman is an air gun maker. It is. Yeah. Okay. So pellets, BB rifles... Pistols, crossbows, ammunition, stuff like that. I had a crossman pump pellet gun. Oh, you did? Kid. Yep. Oh. Yep. Did you shoot squirrels and birds? We didn't have any squirrels. Did you shoot birds? Uh, no, I wasn't very good aim. <laughs> so what, did you shoot your brothers? Yeah, mostly my brothers. <laughs> we had geese, and the geese would lay eggs, but they weren't fertile. Oh, yeah? So the eggs would just sit there, and we- this Like rot? Yeah, they would sit there for months- all summer long in the sun. And one day I put one way out back on a post. Yeah. And shot it with the pellet gun <laughs> and it exploded. It sounded like a shotgun going off <laughs> and it smelled horrible. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. It was awful. <laughs> Did you get in trouble? No, nobody knew. Okay. That's the perk of living in the country, right? Yes. Is that you can do stuff like that and nobody finds you out. You can shoot stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that that paid pretty well. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I, I think working on the assembly line of a big company like that. I guess so. I think you would do well, right? And there's always room yeah. to grow, I guess. Okay, so Adam, on the other hand, yeah. he had a hard time holding down a job. Uh-oh. Yeah, he was good at sales, but I don't think he wanted to work very hard because he just really liked playing video games. He was very much a gamer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's common. Yeah. Eventually, the couple bought a trailer in the town of Bristol, which is 20 miles from Stanley. With a home of their own and Rose moving up the ladder at work, they decided it was time to start trying for a family. But it just wasn't happening. Uh oh Eventually, doctors discovered that Adam was the reason for their infertility, and there was an easy fix that would only cost the couple $10,000. Oh, shoot. Which, expensive. Which currently is about $17,000 today. 
yesterday. We have inflation today, 25000 Yeah. <laughs> so they just couldn't afford that. They decided to wait for a miracle. What was wrong with him that they could fix easily for ten grand? I don't know. I couldn't find out. And if you looked at my Google searches, they're probably pretty <laughs> funny. <laughs> huh. Yeah. So Interesting. But they just decided that they would pray about it and hopefully God would give them a miracle. Sure. And six years into Adam and Rose's marriage, their miracle arrived in the form of a beautiful and healthy baby boy. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Adam and Rose were ecstatic. They were a family. Adam took on the duties of being the full-time parent while Rose continued to rise the ranks at work. Awesome. Yeah. The arrangement seemed to work for them. In 2011, the couple were able to purchase a new home back in Stanley, closer to family and friends. With their son about to start kindergarten in the fall, it was time for Adam to head back out into the workforce. Adam had been hired as a student loan debt collector. Oh, fun. I know. It does sound like fun. Everything looked to be going great. But as we all know, looks can be deceiving. Oh, yeah. Just look at Facebook. Right. (laughs) Yeah. On June 14th, 2012, around 6 p.m., Rose showed up at her mother-in-law's house to collect her son and told Adam's mother, Sylvia, that she had not seen Adam since 11 a.m. that morning. Rose told her that they had gotten into an argument at home and Adam had punched a hole in the wall. Adam then stormed out of the house without his cell phone, car keys, and wallet. Rose assumed Adam had left and gone for a walk to calm down, but he still had not returned. That was over seven hours ago. Oh, boy. Adam's mom thought that was strange because Adam would never have left the house without his cell phone. That electronic never left his side. Me neither. Nope, it's on your belt. No, I don't need anything else, just my phone. (laughs) Is it still on your belt right now? I only need one credit card and my cell phone, and I can start over. What? That's it. That's all you need. With like a new lady? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, me too there, you sir. Could. Absolutely. I In could. Thailand. <laughs> um, no, I'm just kidding. Are you saying that's the only man that would want me would be a man from Thailand? No, I'm joking that I would go to Thailand. You always hear these creepy guys. Oh, I'm I know. I'm going to Thailand oh, to leave my wife go to Thailand. I'm like, God. Disgusting serious. old white men going to Thailand. Gross. Why do they always have to be white? Because they are. That's true. Yeah. It's ridiculous. With no word from Adam or Rose by the next morning, Sylvia called Rose to see if Adam had returned home. But Rose said no and that she had not heard from him since he'd walked out their front door the day before. Sylvia is not one to waste time. No. She called the authorities and filed a missing persons report. Investigators immediately interviewed Rose, to which she told them the same thing. They got into an argument. Adam stormed out of the house. Rose also told investigators that she and Adam had a troubled marriage for a long time. Oh, boy. Ever since Adam had taken over the responsibilities of being the full-time parent and Rose, the main provider. See? Yeah. Okay. That's hard. It is hard. The stay-at-home dad thing almost never works. It it just doesn't work. I think women start to get really angry. I have seen that in some of the people that we know. But 
I mean, it, you could do anything for a while, but I think right. to actually set that up as that's the arrangement, it's not that men aren't capable. I think women just can't she can't give that up. We're wired a little bit differently. Right. Okay, a lot differently, but you know what I mean. But it can work. It can work. Sure. And we do we did have friends who that was their arrangement and it worked. Yeah. And it worked really well for them and then once the kids started school, he went back and went back into the career that he loved. Yeah. So, it can work. It just takes two people willing to put in the work and be a team and not take each other for granted and both give each other the responsibilities. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I mean, it can work, but yeah. it's hard. It has to. It's hard to be a stay-at-home mom. Absolutely. Oh, my is. gosh. That was the hardest. I don't know. How many years did I do it? Like 11? Yeah. That was the hardest 11 years of my life. Yeah. Okay. All right. But we digress. Yes. She also told investigators that Adam was a gamer and would spend hours a day on his computer neglecting their son and Rose. I can see that. She even went as yeah. far as to tell them that Adam wouldn't even get up from his game to urinate. He would go in um, water bottles and soda bottles. Sure. But that's Rose telling them this. Okay, but I can tell you for a fact that happens a lot. It does happen for a lot. For gamers. I know. I do know. I've yeah. Heard, I've heard many a stories. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Rose also told investigators that the couple had recently discussed divorce. Rose calling Adam's gaming an addiction and asking him to go to rehab. Adam refused. She then asked Adam to go to counseling, to which he refused as well. Police investigators assumed that Adam had left of his own free will and was just cooling off somewhere. But Adam's family knew that he would not have left and not contacted anyone. Adam talked to his mom a few times a day. A few times a day? Yeah. Wow. He and his mom were really close. Mm-hmm. Or every day. He talked to her every day, or it could be a few times a day. Don't you mm -hmm. think that would come up? If you're that close to your mom, wouldn't you say, hey, you know, we're, we're kind of going through some stuff. Right. Like that wouldn't be a surprise to the mom. Yeah. I'll get into it. Okay. Okay. On June 18th, four days after Adam walked out of the house, investigators showed up at the Chase residence with cadaver dogs. Uh oh. Rose invited them in, but apologized for the state of the home. Their house was almost like a hoarder's house. I did see photos from the initial search of the property, and it was gross. Yeah. Just cluttered and messy. And whenever I hear that there's kids living in that kind of environment, yeah. that's what gets me. It's like, okay, you as an adult, you choose to live like that. There's obviously something wrong with you. Yeah. But you are bringing a small child into that environment, and that's not fair to that child. No. To live like that? No, not at all. So there were dishes and food everywhere and boxes and clothes and, like, broken furniture. Wow. Yeah. It just was not a good place to the, have a child. The best, and I've been in every kind of house you can imagine, the best kind of house is a hoarder house that also collects cats. Oh, gosh. And smokes. That's that show, Hoarders. Have you ever seen that show? Yeah. And they're like, oh, look, I found the body of my cat that died 20 years ago. Oh, my gosh. Mr. Skittles. Now I can bury him in the backyard. Yeah. Yeah. And according to investigators, it smelled really bad. 
in the house. They usually do. Yep. So cadaver dogs searched through the main floor of the house and did not hit on any traces of decomposition. The dogs were brought up to the second floor, and the dogs didn't smell anything that caught their attention in the second floor. Okay. Investigators did see the patchwork job done to the wall near the stair landing that Adam had allegedly put his hand through or his fist through the morning of his disappearance. Okay. Okay. Investigators did not see anything out of the ordinary, nor did the cadaver dogs get a hit of rotting flesh. Because that's what they're looking for. Sure. They are looking for the distinct smell of rotting flesh. Yeah. Before police left the home, they realized that that the chases had a basement. Rose visibly became uneasy and told investigators that the sub pump was broken and that it hadn't been fixed yet, which left a couple inches of standing water on the basement floor. Oh, boy. What is a sub pump? Uh, there's a sump pump. It was S-U-B. Sub. So, oh, a submersible pump. Yes. Yeah. What so what that? they have is in the basement, uh-huh. there's a section of the floor. It's all concrete. Yeah. Well, they have like another cutout that goes down maybe a few inches. So it's basically the lowest point of the floor. And then there's a pump in that. Oh. And they're usually on some sort of like automatic, um, it's like a little mechanical lever. So if the water pours in, that mm-hmm. thing kicks on and it pumps the water out. Okay. So that it couldn't flood. Right. Ever. Well, I've never lived in a house with a basement. I don't even know if I've ever been in a house with a basement. I've been in hundreds of basements. California has basements? Yes. I have never been in a house with a basement. There's different versions. There's full basements, like the whole size of the house. Some are partials. It's crazy. Like here in Bakersfield, you've been in Not that many here. I have been in some, usually older homes. Um, Up north, there were a bunch. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. And then in the Bay Area, when I worked there, mm-hmm. there's a ton. Huh. All right. Yeah. Investigators opened that basement door and were hit with a foul odor. Making their way down the basement steps, they saw a room full of rotting trash and furniture and the decomposing remnants of dead rats floating in the nasty water. That's disgusting. The, cadaver, do- <laughs> the cadaver dogs were brought down the stairs and sniffed around, but gave absolutely no indication of a dead body ever having been in the basement. Without any physical evidence, Adam's case went cold. Oh my gosh, there's so much going on here. I know. Aside from a missing person. Yeah, there's a lot. For the next five months, Adam's family and Rose would check in with the investigation to see how it was going and if there were any new leads, to which there were none. Adam's family was angry at the lack of answers and decided that if the police wouldn't investigate Adam's disappearance any further, then they would hire someone that would. They hired family friend and private investigator Rodney G. Miller. All right. Bring it home, Rodney. (laughs) On November 14th, as a last-ditch effort, Adam's family, Rose, and investigators held a joint press conference. They begged for Adam to come home and asked if anybody had seen him or may have helped Adam along the way to please reach out and let the police know. Rose played the concerned wife and wiped away a few tears from her eyes. Wow. Mm -hmm. She's a good actress. Is she? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. 
The next day, November 15th, Adam's family held their own press conference without Rose or the police. They were frustrated at how the authorities were only treating Adam's disappearance as a missing persons case and telling everyone that Adam had left of his own free will. But the family knew that Adam would never have missed his son's birthday or his first day of kindergarten. Those were important milestones to Adam. Okay, his family and friends told investigators the opposite of what Rose had told them. Right. That Adam was a fantastic dad and very nurturing. And he wasn't ignoring his son. He wasn't ignoring Rose. When he would game, he would game at night. Yeah. Once their son went to bed. So he was only living on a couple hours of sleep, but he was still responsible enough to get up in the morning and take care of his responsibility. Yeah. So... I don't believe Rose. I really don't. And you won't either once I get to the end. But I wanted to, in the middle of the story, to tell everybody that what Rose was saying about Adam was not true. Adam was a great dad. Yeah. A really great dad. Okay. Plus, he could say it's the Adams family. I know, right? It was hard when I said Adam's yeah. family. I know. I know. I was As you said that. it, I'm singing the song the in my Adam's head. The Adams family. da na 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 Yep. yep. The family also shared that they believed Rose had something to do with Adam's disappearance because they had information about Rose that they were finally ready to share with the public. Oh, boy. Since 2007, Adam's family had begun hearing rumors about Rose's extracurricular adult aerobics classes around town. Hey, I like that. With multiple instructors. Dang it. That was good. That is fantastic. That was great. High five. High five. High five. I did good. I'm really proud of that line. In June of 2012, they finally had solid proof. Adam's sister was sent a photo taken by a friend who caught Rose at a park a couple towns over, canoodling and kissing with a man on a bench who was not Adam. You said canoodling. I said canoodling. That's my favorite kind of noodles. (laughs) Adam was shown the picture And all he said was that he was going to talk to Rose about it. A few days later, Adam disappeared. Oh, see, the Mm -hmm. plot thickens. Yeah. After the family's press conference, they started hanging missing posters all around town and handing out flyers to anyone and everyone that would take one. The family even began picketing out front of Rose and Adam's home. Police were notified and they warned the family to back off or there would be consequences. They even went as far as to say that Rose had been very cooperative and in their eyes had done nothing wrong. Huh. Boy, yeah, boy, were they embarrassed when Rodney Miller was able to get Rose to confess from a simple white lie. Wow. Yeah. But then, I mean, on the other end, in defense of law enforcement, is that sometimes they have to hold on to information. Yeah. They can't share it with family. They can't share it with media. They have to keep it close to the chest because they need it for confessions or they need it for trial or things like that. Yeah. Yeah. After Rose had admitted to burning Adam's body, she was willing to take them to where Adam's body was. In the back of a squad car, Rose led investigators to her mother's property in the town of Potter in Yates County, New York. Damn. About a 20-minute drive from Adam and Rose's home. Oh, man. Behind her mother's house was a burn pile. 
Underneath branches and trash were bone fragments belonging to Adam Chase. Oh, poor Adam. She also told investigators that she had put some of the larger pieces in a barrel that was sitting just a few feet away. Rose's mother had no idea that her daughter had cremated Adam in her backyard burn pile. So she just popped on over and said, hey, mom, I'm going to burn a few things in your burn pile in the backyard. I'm I'm assuming she chose a day to do it when she knew her mom wasn't going to be there or her dad wasn't going to be there or she could do it in private. And they didn't notice that there had been a recent pile of stuff burned maybe, or maybe they didn't think anything yeah it. or maybe family would just bring stuff over to burn it was a very large burn pile oh okay mm-hmm. all right now you know what that's true some of the out in the country there's people going to people's houses and they have yeah burn piles and they're always burning something in their burn pile right and it's like neighbors or family members they're like oh yeah bring over all that stuff just burn it in our pile yeah mm-hmm. i mean whatever garbage right neighbors mm-hmm Rose was arrested for murder and taken to the Ontario County Jail. Oh, boy. Yeah. So I really enjoy watching confession and interrogation videos on YouTube. I bet. And Rose's did not disappoint. It was over two hours long, so I'm going to kind of give you the Cliff's Notes version. Sure. You know, I'm going to do the little yellow book of right. it. Mm-hmm. People appreciate that. Yeah. On December 12th, Rose gave a videotaped statement. Rose told investigators that on June 14th, she and Adam had decided to call in sick to work so they could try to work out their marriage issues. Adam's mom had agreed to take their son for the night. After calling his boss, Adam went back to sleep for a couple more hours. He was tired from being up most of the night playing his computer game. Mm -hmm. Rose eventually had to wake him up. Adam got out of bed and went downstairs for a smoke. He then came back upstairs and proceeded to get back on his computer game, to which Rose started arguing that she had taken the day off work so they could talk and try to work things out. Sure. In the heat of the moment, Rose admitted to having been unfaithful to Adam and even telling him that there was no need to get a DNA test done on their son because she knew that their son was not biologically Adam's. Oh. Yeah. That is horrible. Isn't that awful? The little boy was not his. Dang. I know. That's sad. Adam was furious and punched a hole in the wall. That's where that hole came Seems from. Seems reasonable. Yeah. He'd probably do something like that. Yeah. Rose grabbed Adam's left arm and he used his right arm to push her away. Adam's foot caught on the edge of the stairs and he went tumbling down, his head hitting straight into a door that was at the foot of the stairs. From pictures of this house, yeah, it looks like there were doors everywhere, but I think it was to keep the heat in because it was an old house. Oh, okay. Yeah, so- In New York. Yeah, well, in upstate New York, which is very rural. And even colder. And even colder. So I think that door was to close off the second story right. from the first story gotcha. for heating purposes. According to Rose, Adam appeared dead. She checked for a pulse and couldn't find one. He was also not moving or making any sounds. Investigators asked her why she did not call medical services if it had been an accident. Rose stated that she thought, quote unquote, I was better off if he was dead. Wow. Yeah. Rose then dragged Adam's body to the top of the basement stairs and slid him down. 
Once Adam's body was at the bottom of the stairs, she dragged him to a corner in the basement and covered him with wood and trash. Adam's lifeless body stayed in that basement until the end of July, just rotting and decomposing. Oh, God. So how did the dogs not find him? Wouldn't there have been a trace? Okay. When? <laughs> yes. I'm glad you when, asked. Okay. When did the dogs go? Okay. So the dogs were there four days after Adam had gone missing, which was June 18th. Okay. So the excuse that I read as to why the cadaver dogs did not find Adam's body was because these were outside trained cadaver dogs, not inside trained cadaver dogs. Okay. But I cannot find any information as to whether or not that is true. So, Detective Melissa, I know a sheriff at our kid's school. Yeah. And so I asked him, and he actually trained cadaver dogs. Nice. Hello. And he said there is absolutely no difference. These dogs are trained to find things outside and inside and everywhere because all they're looking for is rotting flesh. Could it be that just wasn't that old? Um. So they didn't sniff it? Possibly, but there were that's, also that's rotting. Weird. Yeah, there oh, were also decomposing rats everywhere. Yeah. So it's hard. And from what the sheriff guy that I talked to, from what he told me is that, um, no, he didn't tell me. I read this, is that dogs can tell the difference between rotting animal flesh and rotting human flesh. I'm thinking that maybe the animal flesh rotting was so pungent at that time yeah. that maybe it overrode Adam's body. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of embarrassing, I would think, if you train these dogs. Okay. No and there's a body right there, and these dogs never found it. Yeah. I think that was just an excuse, which is fine. I mean, you know, sometimes we need excuses to make ourselves feel better, but cadaver dogs are trained. For outside and for inside. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Okay. I bet also it was so horrifically bad in that house. These guys yeah. just want to get the hell out of there. Oh, I'm They're sure. Like, uh, yeah, I don't think there's anything in here. Let's go. Yeah, I'm sure. It kind of take the dogs down for a second. See, you know, yeah. nothing. All right, let's go. Let's go back up. Holy crap, I'm gonna puke. Nobody should have been living in that house. And they had just moved in. They'd bought the house not even a year before then. So they let it get to this state. Yeah. They let it. They let the house go, like God. rot. Yeah, it was weird. It was really weird. It is weird. From the pictures that I saw, that's what it looked like to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Rose told investigators that at the end of July, about six weeks since she had left Adam's body lying on the basement floor, Rose decided it was time to move Adam out of the house. Oh, after six weeks? Yeah. An investigator asked Rose what type of tools she used to dismember Adam's body and what had she done with them. Rose said there was no need for tools. He just fell apart. Oh, God. She oh. had gone down into the basement and took all the wood and garbage off Adam. Rose tried to move him and realized that six weeks of decomp had done her a favor. Okay, she is a freak. Adam literally fell apart into pieces. Okay, if you got mad at me. And somehow, indirectly, I died. Right. And you started pulling me and I started falling apart. Could yeah. you keep it together? No. Like, oh, perfect. No. There's a leg. No. There's an arm. Not even pretending that it was uh, Halloween decorations. There's no way I could do that. She is no. one sick person. Yeah. 
All right. right. So his head came off. Oh, God. His arms came off and both of his legs. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Rose put each piece into a garbage bag and loaded the bags in the back of her car. This is the worst part. Mm-hmm. Not having any childcare at the moment, Rose buckled she and Adam's son into the back seat and drove with the windows down over to her mother's property, telling investigators that it stunk so bad and that it was hard for her to get that smell out of her trunk with her five-year-old in the back. So, well, so he didn't really know. No, the kid had no idea. He had no idea. But he would say, she she told investigators that he was saying like, mommy, why does it smell? Why does it smell so bad? God. He was asking her yeah. what that smell was. Yeah. So well, it's just your dad. Yeah. Rose then removed each piece from the garbage bags and lit Adam's remains on fire and watched him burn. And then to me, I'm thinking, okay, it's a five-year-old. He's not going to want to keep sitting in this car. So I'm sure she let him out and he ran around. I'm sure he was running all over and she's just putting pieces of his dad in the fire pit. Feeding him into the fire. Yeah. Wow. I know. I know. According to Adam's autopsy, Adam's remains did not show any signs of being shot or stabbed. Huh. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's plausible, right? That she's telling the truth. It is plausible. Yeah. He got a broken his neck and that been it right just you know that's it so we're going to talk about decomp a little bit oh fine i know (laughs) 25 to 50 days after death a human body begins to liquefy yummy adam was around 42 days post-mortem which put his body in the advanced decay process, which means that maggots and insects complete the breaking down of soft tissues, skin, and hair, as well as muscles and connective tissue inside inside the body, which is why they fell apart, okay? Ugh, yeah. Body cohesion breaks down and exposes the bone. I just can't imagine how horrible that basement smelled. Okay, they said it was horrible- Four days after. Right, right. And that wasn't from him. Okay, and Adam must have been lying in water. Yeah, that's what I'm picturing. And yeah. dead rats. And dead rats. Because I'm sure she didn't fix that sub pump. No. I hope they tore this house down. Gross. That's horrific. That seems like a cut and dry murder case, right? Yeah, well, it's kind of, yeah. Okay, well, it wasn't. No. <laughs> I need water. See, my body dried up. Talking about getting pregnant again, everything dried up. Now Uh, I need water. Yeah, getting pregnant and uh, bodies being pulled apart. Yeah. Lord. Yeah. Rose's murder trial began on October 8th, 2013 in Ontario County. Rose was now 32 years old. The prosecution believed that Rose and Adam were in a loveless marriage and that Rose wanted to move on. But... With Rose being the primary breadwinner, she knew that Adam would get half her 401k and she'd be obligated to pay Adam alimony and child support. And she didn't want to. Maybe. Rose didn't want to. Okay. So she pushed Adam down the stairs, hit his body, and told everyone that he had left. All right. The jury did watch Rose's confession video with the investigators. Okay. But the defense told the jury that what Rose confessed to was not actually murder, 
but had given them a play-by-play of an accidental death and asked the question, how could Rose have murdered Adam if he was already dead when she pushed him down the second set of stairs into the basement? Yeah. I mean, she didn't try and save him. She didn't do anything at all to even get rescue help. Nothing. No, she didn't call for help. So... She just pushed him down the second set of stairs. Yeah. The defense said that Rose panicked and knew Adam's family would blame her for his death, so she hid him in the basement. Before the defense rested, they argued that manslaughter be added to the jury selection card. The jurors would be given three options, murder in the second degree, manslaughter, or not guilty. And the judge agreed. Seems reasonable. Yep. On the 18th of October, 2013, 16 months after Adam's death, the jury reached a verdict. Rose was found guilty of second-degree murder, which means the jury believes that Rose did intentionally murder Adam, but that it lacked premeditation and she intended to only cause bodily harm. Yeah, I could buy that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Rose was also found guilty of tampering with physical evidence and endangering the welfare of a child. Yep. Rose was sentenced to 25 years to life in prison. Rose will be eligible for parole in 2038 when she is 57 years old. Wow. Rose still maintains her innocence and says that Adam's death was a horrible accident. But their son is being raised by Adam's family. Nice. Yeah. So they got custody of him and yeah, and he's thriving That's is what I read. That's his favorite movie too, I bet. Is Adam's family? Adam's family. Yeah. <laughs> Especially Adam's family values. Oh, I almost like that better than the first one. <laughs> All right, Daniel, you ready for a fun fact? Oh god, yeah. Okay, a few weeks after Adam had gone missing, Rose asked a coworker to write a note that said We've got to talk on like a sticky note. Okay. Rose then put the note on the refrigerator and told Adam's family that he had come by the house and retrieved his computer, cell phone, and money, trying to make them believe that he was still alive. Oh, I like that. That was that was good. It was pretty smart. Yeah. Okay. Rose even texted Adam's mom from Adam's cell phone. That he had supposedly taken from the house. Sure. Right? Telling his mom that he had left to stay with a friend. Wow. He du- She doubled down. Yeah, she did. That's kind of sick. That's it, sick. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, she's totally messing with his family. And what did she think was going to happen? They were just going to think for the rest of their lives that he left, even though that's completely against his personality. Oh, my gosh. That he just left his son, which he never would have done because he was such a great dad and responsible dad. You know what would be a great sponsor for this show? Oh, what? A good divorce attorney. (laughs) I would sell the hell out of their business. You would. Oh, my gosh. You totally would. Yep. Any Bakersfield defense attorneys out there. Every time I'd be like, and that, folks, is why you need to call. Blah, blah, blah. John, Steve, and Miller. Attorneys at law. Is that really attorneys? I'm sure they are. Uh, I'm just guessing, right? You two, yeah. you three, whatever. Yep. They will help you out. Don't kill each other. Just call them. Here's their phone number. <laughs> yeah. I know. Wow. If that had been an accident, 
and Adam had fallen down the stairs, she should have called 911. She should have called him. Yeah. And so nobody knows. Nobody knows what really happened except for Rose. And she gave her account. And that's it. Okay. So my take on it. Yes. Tell me what you think. Let me wait. Let me ask. Daniel, what did you think of my case? My take is they both, especially her, Mm -hmm. but the dynamic between the two of them, Mm -hmm. she has got issues. She's psychologically screwed up. Okay. I think he's a dude. Guys typically don't clean the house, but they don't care. Okay. Especially guys. I'm not picking on guys that like to play video games. Guys that like to play video games into the night mm-hmm. would literally let the house fall apart around them and play video games. The house. Yeah, the house. Not the kids or. No, yeah. but, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think she works all day and it's like, you know what? Screw this guy. I'm not cleaning either. I'm going to hold out and make him clean. But he's right. not going to clean. Right. So it just degrades and degrades and falls, you know, the right. relationship falls apart. They're not having adult aerobics. Oh, I'm sure they weren't because she, she was getting it other places. And she's getting it from someone else. Yeah. So she's mm-hmm. like, you know what? I'm going to go. But. Yeah. So her spare time was like banging other dudes. Here's my question. What? She didn't need him to get pregnant. No. She doesn't need him to financially support her. She doesn't need him. And she doesn't need him, hell, to even pick up the damn house. Right. Or pick up the dead rats out of the basement. Right. So or what, fix the, the pump. So what was he bringing to the table for her? Nothing. Nothing. She should have just divorced him. Yeah. Man, Rose. Or just supper. I don't know. Like lay down and said, you know what? That's it. You go get a job. Well, he had just gotten a job because he had That's to call true. in sick. To that job. That's true. But he hadn't been working for very long. Man. I don't know what the legalities are of it. Like, how long would he have to work before she could then go, okay, I'm going to divorce him now and I don't have, I don't owe him anything. Oh. You know, I don't know about the divorce laws in the state of New York. Right. Um, every state's different. So. Um, I wonder. Yeah. I just know she had said that in her interrogation video or confession video is that she knew he was going to go after her 401k. She knew he was. she was going to have to pay him alimony and she knew she was going to have to pay him child support. Yeah. I'm she not... had been the main, bre- the main breadwinner the entirety of their marriage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love winning bread. Oh, my gosh. Oh my Especially God. if it's good bread. <laughs> ding, what ding, else did I say? Breadwinner... Is everyone gets it? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I know. Um, get divorced. Just get divorced. Just folks. get divorced. Just do it. This does not need to happen. And if the person that you're married with falls down the stairs, call nine one one. Super simple. Do you know why pay people pay so much to get divorced? Why? Because it's worth it. Yeah. <laughs> Is that why divorce attorneys are so rich? Absolutely, they are. (laughs) Yep. Oh, God. All right. Well, my information for this case came from as many articles as I could find. There's not a ton of information on this case just because it's, you know. It's obscure. It's a little case. I was able to actually find one of Rose's appeal records. So that's cool. And I watched an episode of Snapped. God, see. Snapped. That's that's what happened. I just realized Snapped is in its like 33rd. Season? Season. 33 seasons. How long is a season? 
Well, I mean, there's four seasons like in a year. I think it's like 20-something episodes in wow. a season. We could do a show just on me watching Snapped. Yeah. No, because there's other better shows that do that. That's so. true. Mm-hmm. Never mind. All right. My podcast recommendation of the week is It's Always the Husband. That's the it's title not, of their show. It is not always the husband. It's it is not. a lot. It's but, okay, not. Okay, we just proved that. Right. But they focus on the ones that are the husband, and they're hilarious. So I'm going to read you to you All right. what they're about. Do it. Sarah and Megan are two friends with husbands, for now, <laughs> who are also co-workers. Together, they share their love of true crime TV shows like Forensic Files, Betrayed, and Cold Case Files. Their obsession with true crime stories, either from TV or podcasts, seem to cement their theory that it's always the husband. Join them for a fascinating and humorous look at buffoon husbands, their crimes, and the crazy day-to-day lives of the co-hosts. Nice. Yeah, I found this a couple weeks ago. And they're these two women. They're kind of in our age bracket. So yeah. they're Generation Xers. So I totally get the thing that they're the things that they're talking about. And I literally laugh out loud. I really do. That's healthy. This is a really funny show. The other day I was listening to them while I was putting on my makeup. And I was trying to put on my mascara. And I started laughing and poked myself in the eyeball. <laughs> I did. It's I not poked, funny that you poked yourself. No, but, but I was, you, I was yeah. laughing and I poked myself in the eyeball. So you know that it's a funny show when I almost blind my right eye. I thought you were going to say that you were still trying to apply makeup while you were laughing. So you end up looking like Joker. <laughs> yeah. So go check them out. It's really, really fun. I'm getting a lot of good laughs from them, especially if you're in our age bracket. It's a lot of fun. And this is horrible stuff. So it is healthy to laugh. It is. It very much is. We can't be serious not, about this. We don't make light of it, but no, it's, it's and we'll never crazy. make we'll never make fun of the victims no. ever. I will never make fun of a victim, but I am gonna make fun of and talk a lot of crap about about puss, puss boy Dennis about <laughs> PVD. You guys loved that. You loved puss boy Dennis instead of BTK. Good. It was. That's you guys good. loved it. You know, maybe we'll make a shirt. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, we will never make fun of the victim, but I'm going to make fun of and just hate on anyone that murders or attempts to murder their significant other for sure. Yep. Mm -hmm. And we're going to pick them apart. Pick them apart. Kind of like she did with her dead husband in the basement. Oh, gosh. This is awful. Just Awful. Any more questions? You good? You solid? Yeah. I can smell that house yes. as I think about I it. I think you've been in houses like that because I, I hear your stories. I have been in mm-hmm. houses that are worse than that. Yeah. Not for very long. Yeah. And he has to undress out in the garage. <laughs> it's, it's, ac- it's actually really sad. It is really because sad. Because there are a lot of people that are in those situations yeah. and they are really, they've just lost kind of all hope in life. Yeah. And usually that's, that is a good indication. Yes. You walk in a house and that's what you see. Right. There's something seriously wrong. and They, they need, need help. They need serious help. Yeah. They need help. Don't just walk out. Call. Well, walk call out. Some, walk out. Call someone. They need help. They, Absolutely. Most counties. Especially if there's a child living in a house like that. Yeah. Please, please call. There are adult services. 
Like if mm-hmm. you come across like a situation like that where there's adults yes. that are having a tough time, mm-hmm. they can do like a welfare check on them. There is. So anyway. All right. Well, be careful. For marriage is a life sentence. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.